Official pause presented by WinBet Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here together with my longtime partner in crime, Bart Scott. April 24th, 2023, the Jets come to an agreement acquiring Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers. Of course, a couple particulars have to be worked out, um, but... It appears that deal is imminent as far as dotting the I's, crossing the T's. Your yep. thoughts? I mean, it's it was you know sweet music, right? We've been waiting for this to happen. We anticipated it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. We understand that. You know, when you think about deals, deadline breeds action, and the mm -hmm. fact that we had a soft, our first actual soft deadline, which is you know the the starter draft on Thursday. But then our hard day was probably the second day on Friday as Green Bay was probably adamant in making sure that they get compensation this year so that they can improve their football team. Um, it is what we really thought it was. I know we can get around the semantics and, you know, the nuance of the deal. But basically, they gave up a second, uh, second um, round pick this year and a first conditional first next year. You can get into, okay, they moved from 13 to 15. I feel like anybody that the Jets want, you know, and I think they'll be targeting an offensive lineman, is still there. The only issue I have is the fact that if the New England Patriots want to go to build their line, they can potentially take, you know, a lineman that the Jets covet. But I think that is four linemen, you know, in this draft that I think is the A side. And I think because of, you know, quarterbacks getting overevaluated and overdrafted, that, you know, it's going to be maybe three, probably four. And then a run on the big guys and corners and stuff like that. And I, I I can't see four linemen getting picked in the first 15 picks. So you think somebody's going to be there. Okay, uh, draft compensation aside, Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. coming to the Jets. What does this do for this organization? We saw the Jets take steps forward last year. Obviously, four wins in Robert Sala's first season when they went to a complete youth movement. Then they knock it out of the park in last year's draft, get the offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson, defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner. That draft also included Brees Hall, of course. We saw this team take a lot of steps forward, almost doubled its win total in 2022, seven wins. If health had stayed for the Jets yeah. over the course of those last games, they're probably a playoff team. You add Aaron Rodgers to this roster right now. What does this make the Jets? It makes them formidable. It makes them a, a true, uh, a true uh, contender for this division. And you think about, okay, what the Jets would have been with just a little bit better play. Now, it's still some holes here because that they, that they had that they didn't have last year. And it's more depth at the defensive line position. You know, the fact that you lost Sheldon Rankins and, you know, you have some, you know, some, uh, some holes to fill there. But you feel confident that now you have the powder dry. And let's see if Aaron Rodgers – uh, alters this deal to make it more cap friendly to go out and be able to, you know, get some other talent, much like Tom Brady did. Uh, he can he can ease the salary cap so he can go out there and bring in a Randall Cobb, missing out on Odell Beckham, you know. And this gives the Jets the ability to focus on the draft and the secondary free agent in June second. I happen to wait to after June second to see if you know Green Bay was going to pick up the the uh, the option to have to pay it. I think, you know, this gives them the ability to focus on the draft to be able to make moves and future moves, right? Uh, you think about the Jets and where they are. Um, 
being able to kind of solidify the quarterback position. Now you have to build around Aaron Rodgers. You've done a great job with McCole Harmon. Um, you you got Alan Lazard. You have Garrett Wilson. You know, we'll figure out what else happens because the Jets have an abundance of receivers right now. Um, and, you know, you think about Corey Davis still being there. And, you know, you think about opportunities for the Jets to make moves if the if certain certain players drop in the draft, being able to move back into the first round. Uh, I think this also gives them the ability to say, you know what, and it gives Green Bay the ability to say, you know what, we have a conditional pick, and now they can't really move that. I mean, now I anticipate Aaron Rodgers is going to play more than 65% of the snaps. You know, I, I think that he's going to be healthy. He's been a road warrior for the last five years, not missing the game. Only game that he missed was due to the COVID suspension. But he's been durable. He's a guy that knows how to protect himself, get the ball out of his hands. You know, I expect the Jets to go get him protection as well to be able to have more depth on the offensive line because that's the only weak spot. You know, when you look at the depth that Max Mitchell brings, I always say his name wrong, Herbick. I always say it, I just say it funny. Um, he, signed, he signed with Pittsburgh, actually, Herbick. Oh, okay, Herbick. So, I mean, yeah. I think the sign of the Connor McGovern was a tremendous signing being able to have some continuity, a guy that knows the system, a guy that they're familiar with, you know, and now that allows them to say, you know what, if we need to get some more depth on the offensive guard, you know, you think about a guy coming in, if Beckton's healthy, if Dwayne Brown's healthy, you can go out and get a guy that plays tackle, but that can play guard as well. And you think about the kid from Georgia who has the same type of size to be able to move outside and inside. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize guys like um, Jonathan Ogden came in the league as a tackle but played guard their first year. You, you got Bear Tucker who gives you more security on the outside, proving that he can play left tackle or right tackle. You know, So now you, you go out there and you draft somebody. Now you have a guy – now you have two guys that can play guard and tackle. You got Bear Tucker in a pinch that showed he can play at a high level. Hell, he can do anything at a high level. And then you bring in a rookie, you, you coach him up, and he can play at that level as well. I can't wait to see what the Jets do in the draft. But also, I can't wait to see what they do in the secondary free agent market, which is June 2nd, when you have guys that's going to be designated to be released after, you know, teams see what they got in the draft. Well, you're getting way ahead of me right now. What, what does Rodgers bring to the ta table as far as physically at this point of his career? You're a guy who played against him. What makes him so special? Why has he been able to do this at an elite level for 18 years? He's cerebral, right? When you think about the guys that have played late into their career and flourish, and he's one of them, you talk about less than 400 days or 500 days ago, he was the reigning MVP, you know, and, and, and won the award as the best football player in all of football. Because the game is less physical, you hear Tom Brady speak about it as well, that the game has become easier because of the rules are slided in the offensive way. So maybe he's not, you know, the Aaron Rodgers that's going to get out and, and run for 400, 500 yards, make you pay every time you play cover one. But he's still a guy that can manipulate the defense. He's a guy that knows all the tricks. He can smoke you out. And I think he still has a, a lot of athleticism back. Um, and he becomes, you know, one of the most athletic quarterbacks that we've had you know, under center with the combination of being able to beat you with his mind and his body when need be. He still has, to, in my opinion, a lot more juice left in his body than, say, a Peyton Manning had at this time when he was starting to win a Super Bowl. He's always going to have more athleticism than, than Tom Brady because he's, he was a super athletic quarterback that can do things physically that those two guys were more stationary. He's a mobile quarterback that may have yeah. lost a step, but it's still more mobile than the typical drop-back passers.
So he still can hurt you in, in a numerous amount of ways, his mind being the most deadly. And we know he's a guy that doesn't turn traditionally turn the ball over. You know, he had more you know, turnovers last year than he had in like his career since his rookie year. But, you know, considering he was playing with younger uh, receivers and also, you know, a depleted offensive line last year, you you expect Aaron Rodgers. And even with that, that still was a great year for most re- quarterbacks. It, it would have been one of the best single seasons in Jets franchise history if you line broke. up his yeah. stats against any yeah. Jet quarterback. It would have broke, been. With a broken hand. So, yeah. You know, so you ask me how excited I am I about this. I'm extremely excited because the Jets have all the other pieces. Now they have to come together. He brings them instant credibility. He also, you know, gives them the the belief that, you know, that they can play at a high level. And he also raises young players level because you don't want to be the person that's holding this team back. So I think, you know, when you think about it, you know that the Jets are going for going for it right now. They're not rebuilding, they're not waiting you know, for a young quarterback to develop. They're saying, hey, the pieces that we have on this team is good enough to compete for a championship. So this is a winning play. And, you know, if you say, hey, you got the you got Aaron Rodgers for a second round and a late first round the, the following year, you would probably say that is a pretty damn good deal being that he was an MVP less than 400, 400 days ago. Just let that sink in. Forget the age. You, yeah. got, a, you got an MVP for a – Second round draft pick and a low first round draft pick. Right. After we know everything that Russell Wilson just went for, we know everything that Deshaun Watson went for. The reality is you got the better of all of both deals and you you, you gave up limited compensation. And because you drafted so well, and your team is so young, you can absorb the salary cap no problem. Yeah, and we'll have to look at the finer details of the contract when that all comes out, if there is a restructure here. But let me ask you this. What do you think about the pairing of him and Nathaniel Hackett? It's not just Aaron Rodgers walking in the door and he's leading the Jets. Yeah, It's Aaron Rodgers walking in the door and he's reunited with the guy that you keep on talking about was the MVP of the National Football League 400 or 500 days ago. And not only was he the MVP in 2021, he was the MVP in 2020 as well. And the guy was the offensive coordinator who he loves. He's on the record on saying that repeatedly is Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the pairing. You talk about also the ability to hit the ground running. You know, you, you have Alan Lazard to try and be a teacher to the receiving core. You know, you have Aaron Rodgers also being able to be somebody. Usually when you have quarterbacks that's changing destinations, they have to learn a new offense. Remember Peyton Manning going to Denver and having to merge what his beliefs were with Gary Kubiak. Remember Tom Brady having to have the same adjustment period, having to learn new verbiage, new system, and try and pair what he believes in with Bruce Aaron. Well, the beliefs are already in the line. The communication is in line. The nuance of being able to make checks and adjustments are already there. It's for everybody else to pick up, not the quarterback. And the quarterback is the one that needs to know better because he's the one who's going to be communicating with these guys to get him in the right play. I mean, when's the last time that you've ever seen a Jet quarterback rush to the line of scrimmage, catch people with 12 men on the field, get a free play? When's the last time you've seen some, you know, the, the artistry of being able to work the cadence count? The Jets get a Jedi right now. He gets a guy that is so sophisticated and so advanced as a quarterback in the nuance of playing the position that it's going to, it's going to catapult them to the top of this division. Now, I still work to be done, 
But mm-hmm. this, you know, they, you know, this gives them more than a fighter's chance to win. You know, you and you think about, you know, they've already they're already plus two twenty five to win, and it's before the draft. And if Joe Douglas knocks the draft out of the park like he did the previous year, and in my opinion, the year before, I mean, we, we got a lot to celebrate in this New York area era, and you know, we can say, hey, this was the beginning of the turnaround for New York sports and the Jets, you know, season as far as being able to get back in the playoffs. And a guy like Aaron Rodgers attracts young players that, you know, it's still a bunch of talented, talented players still out there, and there's going to be more added. But if you say, hey, Aaron Rodgers is out there, hmm, people are saying, you know, and listen, I wonder what DeAndre Hopkins feels now, mm. right? Because I remember what he said when he, was, when he when they asked him about the teams there. Eh, now that you got that bad man there, I wonder how you feel because you can't say that Josh Allen's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Can't say Tua Tungavailoa is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. You damn sure can't say, you know, Mac and Cheese is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. So if he felt like that before about going to Buffalo, what does he feel about the Jets now? And that's still something that's obtainable. I mean, you talk about Corey Davis being there. You talk about, you know, DeAndre Hopkins not wanting to adjust his contract. We were in the running for Odell Beckham. We had a deal out there for him. You know, if you can afford Odell Beckham, then, you know, I don't think Jet fans would be upset if the second round pick was used for DeAndre Hopkins. You're a Detroit kid. You started your career in Baltimore. You loved it there. You came to the Jets, and you not only thrived, but you embraced the culture of the organization and this area. So much so, in fact, that you're living here to this day. What do you think about Rodgers? coming to this organization one and two the new well, york area well first of all i'm a little i'm i'm a little pissed off right because i saw a list you know done by sny and they had the 10 most popular who who owns this city stuff and not one jet was on there it's two giants bunch of knicks right new knicks too like jalen brunson you know julius randall you know Saquon recency Park. bias yes i understand <laughs> How the hell wasn't? Can you not have Brees Hall, or how can you not have Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner even on there, right? But you got Daniel Jones. So if Daniel Jones, I'm expecting that list to be hit the refresh button like tomorrow, and uh, I expect A. A. Ryan to be on there because I believe he becomes the biggest star in New York. I mean, he, he's proven, he's certified, right? No, no, none of those other guys are certified. None of those other guys have MVPs other than Aaron Judge. None of those other guys have a championship. So I'm going to need the refresh button. I'm going to need a whole lot of respect put on the Jets' na- uh, name. And I, I, I want to applaud Joe Douglas for making sure that it's the right deal, right? And he didn't get fleeced. He didn't give up this year's one. He, he swapped ones, right? And, that, and that's a big difference. And the fact that he stood strong and he knew that the day was going to come where he was going to be able to close the deal, it just wasn't on the timing of the fans and the media. But it was right on time because it's right before the draft, and they still have an opportunity to go on their draft board and accomplish everything that they want. Well, okay. So get back to the question, though. What do you think of Rodgers is going to think about this organization and this area? I know as far as the Pantheon, you said as far as current athletes, you put Rodgers to the top. But what do you think about his second act, per se, being on Broadway and also – him coming here to an organization that's starving for a winner but has great leadership structure in place. You mentioned Joe Douglas. Obviously, the connection that he has with Robert Sala, those guys totally 
revamped this roster over the last couple of years where they've put it in position now, Bart, where you can have a winner immediately walking in the door? Well, I think he's going to feel right at home. I think he's going to see a lot of similarities between the Jets organization and the um, and the Green Bay Packers, right? You talk about a legacy um, organization. The Jets is, you know, is originally from the AFL, you know, but they're still the original kind of core team, right? This is a brand name. This isn't an expansion team. This is a team with a long history, a rich history, right? And I think he's going to find that when he when he walks around, he sees the passion of the fans. He's going to find that he's going to see a lot of similarities between the affection that teams and generation generations of fans and and you know fathers with their grandfathers with their kids all being Jet fans and season ticket holders. So I think he'll feel a sense of tradition. You know, the first time he hears the the, the Jet sound, you know, when he comes out of the tunnel, he's going to. Think I, you know, he's going to see that Jet fans are obsessed, much like I believe Jalen Brunson saw yesterday when they played in the Garden, and mm-hmm. how these guys acted and the fans acted after the game. You know, flooding Seventh Seventh Avenue, the Jets are going to bring that same type of energy, the hysteria, the the, the fandomonium. I think he's going to find himself in, 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 in very comfortable situations. I think people are going to respect his privacy. He's going to understand that, too, that he can blend in because everybody's a star out here. He's not just one of one team. He's going to be able to blend in. He's, I can see him having a, a, a great balance, right, being able to you know, live wherever he wants to live, whether he wants to live out in the country, whether he wants to live you know, on Fifth Avenue and take a helicopter in. You know, we, we know Brandon Marshall lived in Brooklyn, right? We know that T. Rich lived in Queens, Long Island City. So he'll be able to get whatever he's into or however he feels, whatever he wants his experience here, he'll be able to enjoy himself on the field and off the field. And I think he'll feel the love, respect, and passion and understand that, you know, he's going to have a little bit more things to do to, to you know, than he had in Green Bay. I mean, I know Green Bay has a great Applebee's and cheese curds, but I think New York has a little bit more to offer than that. <laughs> you always have brought – the swagger to the table, whether it was inside the locker room or your post-playing career. What do you think about the swag that he brings? We saw the Jets and their young core last year yeah. really develop. It was fun, whether it was Sauce Gardner on the defensive side of the ball or Garrett Wilson on the offensive side of the ball. But uh, what do you think about the aura that he provides, not just the physical skill set, not just the mentality, the cerebral assassin, but yeah. the, the kind of aura that he's going to bring to that locker room. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, I've experienced this. I experienced this in, in Baltimore when Steve McNair came over, right? You know, you knew what he had been. He had been a fierce, fierce competitor. And listen, let's not uh, underestimate the practice week that the Jets had when they played Green Bay and he was able to watch how this organization moved, the class act that it was, the young players, and really get to see where they're going. He's no dummy, right? He could have had an opportunity to go anywhere. He could have said, I wanted to go to Tennessee. Tennessee is a place that could have offered the same thing. He lives there. But he saw that the Jets are a team that are ascending, that has the flexibility to go out and get more assets, and also you know, a team that's on the uprise and you know, he figuring that you add that MVP type of, you know, um, you know, um, talent, they're going to be in every game, right? Mm-hmm. And, yep. and with this defense, and this defense has a lot to, 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 to own up to it, but, I, you know, I love Chuck Clark. 
I love the swag they brought over there. You know, I, like I said, I think they needed some big fatties. I know Puna Ford's still out there. I've been a proponent of bringing a big fatty over here. You know what I'm saying? I know they tried with Calais Campbell, but you got a big, you know, fatty right there, and I trust, and I think that everybody trusts, right? You know, Joe Douglas, you know, you talk about his vision. You know, you talk about rebuilding the roster, young, talented, you know, player, players brought in, players that are young that, you know, you don't have to worry about their contracts for a couple of years. You know what I mean? You got guys that, you know, you get to, you know, you get to, you get to go out and go get higher guns, right? We watched Philadelphia, which we think you know, Roseman, who Joe Douglas learned from, is one of the best in the business. He's always one step ahead, right? He always has a good player. Then he always has a backup to plug in, right? You got, you know, you got Davis, Jordan Davis right there, you got you know, Dean, and then he still has two first round draft picks. So even at 15, I could see the Jets moving back. Right. If they if they if they find their players slip that bad, they move back, get more assets. Hey, man, I, I believe in Joe. We've seen him move up and down the board. We've seen him move back in the first round, move up back in the second round to get Brees Hall. We've seen him move up to go get a Vera Tucker. Right. So I, I'm just so excited to see what moves are going to be paid out and what that draft board looks like and what that free agency board looks like, because I think now the biggest thing that Aaron Rodgers gives you. It's the ability for guys who have done a, made a lot of money in this league to say, hey, it's more about winning right now than it is about the money. We've seen it when Rex was here. Guys like Jason Taylor coming up, guys like Trevor Price coming over. We've seen it, right? And we, I know that's what happens. You know, the confidence in the Jets and everybody, you know, you know was making fun, oh, same old Jets, but the Jets are right where they need to be. And right now it's people clamoring, wishing, and hoping that the Jets give them that call that last year, you know, would have would, would put their nose up to it. Thanks, brother. It's always great catching up. And for Jets fans, uh, I think a lot of people are going to be actually seeing you Thursday night at MetLife Stadium. And that place is going to be a raucous environment because I tell you what, MetLife Stadium is going to be the place to be in 2023. A lot of primetime games, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That just, yep. you know, that's that's a good good and bad part. That means that I'm be you know up at twelve o'clock, but I'll do it for for opportunity to to do some playoff football. You know what I'm saying? I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and take the four o'clocks and the eight o'clocks, but that comes with the territory. And I tell you what, it'd be great that maybe if a a Ryan is announced and he's on the big board, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe they can work that out for the draft. Make sure the a a Ryan pulls up. You know what I mean? Because it should be about time when he has to be introduced. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Makes sense. Make it happen, Captain. Sounds good, Matt Backer. <laughs> My pleasure, man. Talk to you later. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The WinBet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet Sportsbook or Casino. 
for New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. It's a momentous day here at One Jets Drive, and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring Leger Doosable on the official pod. Leger, your thoughts on this trade finally happening, the Jets and the Packers agreeing on a deal that will bring four-time NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers to the green and white. It's amazing, EA, right? This is what the Jets you know, have been talking about for a while in, in regards to trading for Aaron Rodgers. We all thought that this potentially could happen all the way back in March and April. I mean, we're still in April, but now it's late April, draft week, and then the news comes down. I think news had broke earlier this week that the two teams have gotten back together and started renegotiating. And it seems like a deal came together quite quickly. Now, to be honest, EA, it's a bit steep. I'm not mm-hmm. even going to lie to you because when you look at it, right, uh, you know, people are saying it's two first-round picks, but it's essentially a first-round swap this year in 2023. Just have to move back two spots from 13 to 15. They give up the number 42 pick, also a sixth-round pick, but they receive a fifth-round pick. But the thing that's steep to me, EA, I would I would have been fine with all the rest of that, right? But the protection for if Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers decides not to play after this year, it's not really there for the Jets, right? So it's like next year, no matter what, because we all assume Aaron Rodgers is going to play 65% of the snaps. The Jets are giving up a one next year to the Green Bay Packers. So, I mean, I understand it from the standpoint because Joe Douglas understands this roster. He feels like he has a, a, a ready-made team. The one thing that they were missing was a quarterback. So I get it from that standpoint because unless you have a signal caller under center, you don't have a chance in the NFL. And him making this aggressive trade to get Aaron Rodgers puts them in the position not only to win the division, but make a true run at a Super Bowl. You just hit the right note right there that this puts the Jets in position not only to win the division, but win a Super Bowl. Can you believe where we're at right now in late April compared to where we were in October when the Jets went to Green Bay and took down Aaron Rodgers. If I would have told you on that Sunday that Rodgers was going to be a Jet in 2023, what would you have said? Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, right? <laughs> uh, and, and the funny thing is, EA, around that time, the Jets were one of the hottest teams in the league, right? One of the hottest teams in the AFC. A lot of people thought they could potentially fight for the AFC East crown that year because they went into Green Bay and essentially beat down the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. The game wasn't even close. I mean, you talk about physicality on both sides of the line of scrimmage, offensive line, defensive line. They won the battle in the trenches that day and literally took the heart out of the Green Bay Packers. So if you're looking at it from this standpoint, would we have ever in our wildest dreams thought Aaron Rodgers the following year would be a New York Jet? Everybody would say no, especially like you talked about in October – because the team was playing so well, they thought that this young team could potentially make a run. We knew we had a top five defense at the time, and they finished the season as a top five defense. So I don't think anybody thought in October that this would be an outcome going into the 23 season. But towards the back half of the season, the Jets weren't able to finish, weren't able to get into the playoffs. And then subsequently, we knew there were struggles at the quarterback position. So if you have an opportunity to get a four-time MVP, Super Bowl-winning quarterback, you go out and do that. And not only that, EA, this is a guy that's familiar with this offense. When he was playing MVP-type football, it was this same offensive coordinator the Jets have in Nathaniel Ackett. So it only made sense. Again, it was a steep price, but it doesn't matter if the Jets win the division and make a run at the Super Bowl. 
How about the potential with the second team, dudes? We saw Tom Brady, after an illustrious run with the Patriots, go to Tampa, win a Super Bowl in his first year there. How about Peyton Manning with the Indianapolis Colts? Of course, he finds a second home with the Broncos. He goes out on top. I'm not putting Matt Stafford in the category of Why a not? great. Yeah, but uh, my point is a very accomplished quarterback who goes from Detroit to the Rams, wins the championship. So we've seen this done. There is a blueprint out there for teams who are ascending and ready to take the next step. And all they need is an elite quarterback. Oh, here you go. You have the Jets, an ascending young team who just needed that missing piece. Enter Aaron Rodgers. It's funny, right, EA? Because it's almost like a copycat league. What did the Denver Broncos do? Right. They traded for Russell Wilson because they thought that was the missing piece to for them to win the Super Bowl. They knew they had a top five defense. They felt like they had the playmakers on the outside. They, they felt like the only thing that they truly needed was a quarterback to push them over the top. You just stated uh, some other quarterbacks, Tom Brady, leaving New England, going to Tampa Bay. Now, when he chose Tampa Bay, I think a lot of people were scratching their heads because of what Tampa Bay had did in previous years. Now, we knew with Todd Bowles, they had a good defense and we know they had playmakers on the outside. But when Tom Brady came there, as Deion Sanders said, he brought us some luggage with him, right? He was able to get Antonio Brown to come. He was able to get Gronk to come over there, right? I think they drafted, you know, Wharfs at tackle. So they had some pieces around. But also, when you have Tom Brady, you get guys like Leonard Fournette that want to sign on and play with Tom Brady. Essentially, the same thing has happened with the Jets and, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Odell Beckham was flirting with coming to play for the New York Jets, but ultimately Baltimore offered him a deal that he couldn't refuse. He ended up going there, but we already see that guys are willing to come and play with Aaron Rodgers. I know Alan Lazard, that was a big thing for him on wanting to sign with the New York Jets, the familiarity, not only with Nathaniel Hackett, but his quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who's one of his closest friends. So when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you talked about it, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and I think the difference between Aaron Rodgers and those guys is Aaron is familiar with this system. Mm. He's been running this system, right? And Hackett was with LaFleur in Green Bay. He's coming to essentially the same offense. Will the terminology be slightly different? Maybe. Maybe it changes because Hackett comes in and Aaron Rodgers just picks up where he left off in that 21 season. That's what the Jets are hoping, right? You get a pissed off Aaron Rodgers who felt like he may have been done wrongly in Green Bay. He's motivated now to come to the New York Jets. And I guarantee you right now, Jet Nation is, is ecstatic about this trade. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have reason to be uh, celebrating right now because the wait, it's been a long wait for Jets fans, the anticipation. And now they're, you're feeling that collective sense of relief and euphoria at the same time. Where is this guy physically at this point in his career? He battled a number of injuries last year, Deuce. Yep. He's 39. He's going to turn 40. As far as his physical skill set, something that stood out to me in the past, Tom Brady said Aaron Rodgers is the best thrower of the football in the history of our game. Where do you think he's at right now? First and foremost, EA, the most talented guy I've ever faced. Without mm. it, and I never, I miss, I played against Mahomes in preseason, but I didn't really get to see him during the season because he was a rookie. Um, he didn't play his rookie year, but I played him in preseason. But as far as just pure talent, and I agree with Tom Brady 100%, there's nobody that can throw the ball better than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, and, you know, people are saying he's getting older. He was a little beat up last year. 
One throw that comes to mind was him drifting to the left versus the Miami Dolphins and finding Mercedes Lewis down the sideline with a flick of the wrist. The ball went like 50 yards in the air with a flick EA. It shows that this guy still has all the arm strength in the world. Saw a picture and video of him and Alan Lazar working out together, kind of playing around, running some sprints. So, again, it seems like mentally he's in it this year. He's motivated. He's ready to play. And let's not forget the last time he was in this situation was the first year LaFleur was there, and people thought he was done. Hmm. What did he do after that? Back-to-back MVP years. You want to take Jordan Love in the first round? Let me show you why I'm a future Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think that's the Aaron Rodgers the Jets are going to get this year. How about him as a decision maker? Something that's overlooked, I think, throughout his career. Best touchdown to interception ratio of anybody who's ever played this game. So we think in Rodgers in terms of gunslinger oftentimes, but he's protected the football throughout his career. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, EA, because since 2008, the Jets quarterbacks have the worst touchdown-to-interception ratio, and the guy that you just talked about is number one in that span since 2008. And a guy that takes care of the football, even with 12 interceptions last year, that is like might be his high for his career. Like, he rarely – I think the year before he was 37-4, and EA. That is just – absurd to have only four interceptions in a calendar season right four months 17 games only four interceptions that's crazy so even in a down year last year where he threw for nearly 3700 yards 26 touchdowns and only 12 interceptions that's still over two to one ratio the jets had that ea they were probably been a division around with a chance to go to the afc championship game last year so if you just put that into perspective that was quote unquote a down year for Aaron Rodgers. So that's been a important thing for the Jets, being able to take care of the football because we know how good the defense is. As long as you don't turn it over, your defense is going to give you a chance to win games. Now with Aaron Rodgers, you know, being familiar with this offense, you would think the Jets defense will get a little bit more rest because the offense would be more efficient this year. So now, and we kind of saw this towards the back half of the season, felt like the defense was wearing down a little bit. If you look at the Detroit game, the Jaguars game, that last game versus the Miami Dolphins, that defense was tired. Now with Aaron Rodgers in the fold, you would think that they would get more rest and be more fresh at the end of the game, which in turn will help them towards the end of the season when you really need to have your pass rush going and your defense really needs to be playing at an elite level. They'll be a little bit more fresher this year. As a guy who's suited up in the room multiple times, whether it's for practice or games over the course of your career, and you played for more than a decade, Deuce, What's it going to be like for these guys when Rodgers walks into the locker room with that swagger, the guy, discount double check, with the belt, the guy who has done so much throughout his NFL career, wanted to be here, wanted to be a Jet, wanted to help this team go to the next level. What is the feeling going to be like in the room when he enters? I think guys are just going to be excited. I mean, you kind of see it on Twitter already. Brees Hall has changed his profile pick to Aaron Rodgers when he was at Cal Berkeley, right? That's the excitement these guys have. Garrett Wilson couldn't be more excited. You see Makai Becton tweeting out different things. Jermaine Johnson put the, the spoof up there of the office saying, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's finally happening. So guys are excited. And again, that doesn't just radiate on the offensive side. That radiates on the defensive side as well, EA, because, again, now you have a quarterback you can go out there and believe in and you know, right, even when you're maybe not having your best day because he's a four-time MVP or 
because he's a former Super Bowl champ. He can pick you guys up on days you don't have it your best on defense. And that's important, right? Because I know a lot of people talked about this last year and they kind of got on the defense late in the season. But I'm like, yeah, this defense is still giving up like less than 19 points a game. That's winning football. Like if you give up less than 20 points a game, you still should have an opportunity to win. If the Jets scored at least 21 in five other games, they would have been 12. They would have had 12 wins. 12 wins, EA, that would have put them in contention to potentially win the division. So I look at it, like I said, it's not just going to radiate between the offense. Some of that's going to come over to the defense, and they're going to be more enthused now because they know, right, they don't have to be on pins and needles. We have a guy back there, at quarterback, if we're not having our best day, and our, the plan is always to have our best day. But if we're not, he can pick us up and lift us up. How about Rodgers' second act coming on Broadway, him just coming to New York, how big that is as far as a sporting transaction. There's few things you probably can compare this to as far as this big of a name, this guy at this point of his career, obviously he's on the second nine. He's towards the end of his career, but he still can play at an elite level and coming to New York. Yeah, it's big. And I know a lot of people were maybe concerned just because of you know what he dealt with in the media sometimes in Green Bay. But I think Aaron Rodgers is cerebral, right? He understands what it is. And I don't think this New York market or media market will be too much for him because he just wants to go out there and ball, right? He, he could care less what people say about him. And, and it's been proven. It's documented, right? We saw what he did on Pat McAfee in regards to the front office with Green Bay. Like, he doesn't let that affect him now. In some form or manner, does it – affect you when people say things about you essentially yes right but I think he's played enough football and played at an elite level for so long that he'll be able to bounce back I don't think that the media the New York media market will be too much for Aaron Rodgers and you're talking about coming to you know Broadway I mean Broadway Joe Joe Namath already came out and said he's willing to let him use number 12 I mean that's something big this is the greatest quarterback in Jets history for him to essentially unretire his number to let another future Hall of Famer use his number kind of lets you know the importance of this trade for the New York Jets. Yeah, we'll have to see where that goes in the hours ahead. I know Schefter initially reported the deal and the compensation, and he had Rodgers out there in a number eight. Of course, he wore number eight at Cal Berkeley, so maybe Mm. that's uh, the future for him here with the green and white. You mentioned something, and and I want to end here with you, Deuce. You think the Jets are going to get a pissed off Aaron Rodgers as far as the way it ended in Green Bay. And also, he's so highly competitive. What do you think this is going to mean to him as far as this final chapter and the potential as far as his legacy is concerned? Because Mm. you're talking about a Jets team that won a championship in 1968, January 12th, 1969, Hasn't been in the playoffs since 2010. Yep. Has a lot of pieces there, but the potential. If you're, if you're Rodgers right now, not only maybe being pissed off as far as the doubters are concerned, but also the potential of what this marriage ultimately can be. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's just pissed off. I think he's highly motivated, and we kind of talked about this earlier. The last time he was this motivated was the year after Mike. You know. Uh, Mike, no, Matt LaFleur got the job at Green Bay. He didn't have 
quote unquote his best year. A lot of people thought he was done. He didn't have it anymore. What did they do? They traded up. They didn't just take Jordan Love in the first round, EA. They traded up to get him, essentially saying, this is going to be your replacement. And then we saw Aaron Rodgers play at a astronomical level the next two years and became back-to-back MVPs. I think that's something that we're going to get from Aaron Rodgers right now. You talk about the legacy, being able not to only do that in Green Bay, which is one of the meccas of NFL football, right? But to be able to do it in New York, no city is better to win in EA. I'm telling you, when you're winning in New York City, I think that's all in Aaron Rodgers' mind. And he also wants to stick it to the front office at Green Bay. Like, you thought I was done before. I proved you wrong. Well, it's time for me for two for these next two years to prove you wrong again. Not only am I going to play at an elite level, I'm going to go out there and try to win MVP, but then bring my team along with me and try to make a run at this Super Bowl. How does this impact Douglas as far as the draft is concerned? Now he's got the 15th pick. We saw the swap of the first rounders. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you talked about the compensation before, but we figured that this trade was going to happen at some point, whether it's Monday, Thursday, or Friday. But now that yeah. you know the compensation, you also know what the Jets did recently with the signings of Connor McGovern. Uh, you're filling a need before the draft. Quentin Jefferson, we talked about that the last podcast. But overall, look, as far as the draft is concerned, now that you know Rodgers is done, that chapter is about to begin. But as far as worrying about the deal, you don't have to worry about that right now. Where should the focus be for the Jets in the 2023 draft? Yeah, EA, we talked about this earlier, about a few weeks ago on the podcast, right? And I think I said that Joe Douglas had a plan if Aaron Rodgers got traded before the draft and then won just in case he hadn't been traded, right? Now they can throw away that plan in regards to Aaron Rodgers not being traded before the draft because that has happened. I'm glad you brought up Connor McGovern because I think that is a under lying signing that is big for the Jets. One, because we know Aaron Rodgers and how he feels about rookies at times, mm-hmm. right? Now you got a guy that has played a solid football for the Jets in this same system that Aaron Rodgers is coming from that he's been familiar with, with Nathaniel Hackett. So now you got a veteran signal caller at center, right? You bring him back. He's played a lot of good football. That doesn't mean the Jets won't potentially take an interior offensive lineman in the draft, but now you don't have to make it mandatory that you take one of those first two picks. The one concern, and we kind of talked about this off camera EA, is will one of the top four offensive tackles be there at 15 now that you've moved back two spots? And that's what I meant when I talked about it being a little steep, right? Because two spots in a draft can be monumental, right, in regards to that because Peter Skowarnski, Paris Johnson, you talk about Darnell Wright, and then Broderick Jones, they could potentially be off the board. So if that happens, do the Jets potentially move back? Do they take Jackson Smith and Jigba at the number 15 spot if he's even there? Right. So there's so many things to really work through. I think defensive tackle becomes a bigger need at 43. Potentially Keanu Benton is a guy that we've talked about that I really like. Uh, Adabare from Northwestern is another guy I really like. The thing with Robert Sala, when it comes to defensive line, he likes guys that have foot speed and strain. And both of those guys give you that interior, interior pass rush guys that are strained in the run game inside so i think if you look at the draft board there that is something that joe douglas is going to be watching carefully because if those offensive tackles start flying off the board i think the jets potentially could start taking some calls to potentially move back and get some more draft capital to make some more moves in the second and third round because moving two spots back i think 13 a lot of guys felt comfortable that they get one of the top four tackles but at 15 i don't feel as comfortable 
on them getting the top four, one of the top four tackles. Yeah, well, the draft is about 72 hours away after hitting a grand slam in the 2022 NFL draft. Almost a year later, on April 24, 2023, Joe Douglas strikes going the trade route, bringing Aaron Rodgers to New York. Dudes, it's been a momentous day, a potential game changer here for the New York Jets. Thanks for joining us as always. Of course.